Welcome to the Sunday Morning Podcast from Kingdom Faith Church in Worthing. Good morning to you all. I don't know if you notice it already, but it just feels a bit different. There's something like we're present, we're here, we're together. There's a sense of we need to be together as well. And there's just a sense of connection um, if you feel that too. It's always a special time as a church, as Kingdom Faith Church. You know, obviously we're a Worthing location, but we have different places all, all over the place in the 25-mile radius. And the autumn is always a special season. Okay, you know, we had our summer holidays. People were away. It was a bit thin sometimes. And one family's gone one week, the other's the other week. But it's in early September when we're all here again. People are going back to work. People are starting, people are starting school, going back to school. Um, but we're here. We're present and I think also our attitude before God can, can reflect that to say, God, I'm here and I'm present. I think sometimes we can miss something, not because God doesn't want to do something or say something. It's just because we're a bit distracted or we're not really paying attention. And, and sometimes we just need a good night's sleep. I've had that recently a lot. <laughs> just need a good sleep and then I'm present again. <laughs> but it's also sometimes a hard attitude. Okay, God, I'm not just here because I just come on a Sunday. But I don't think that's any of our hearts. I think our hearts are, God, I'm here. I'm here to listen. I'm here to give, actually. Here to listen, here to speak, here to receive, here to give. And we're here for one another. Amen? Amen. So it's a special season in the autumn. And our senior pastor, Pastor Clive, really had on his heart again to set a week aside in the start of this autumn to pray and to fast. And we're going to unpack that a little bit. That's my job this morning, to set us up that we're ready to go. Um, on his heart was for all of us as a church, in our different locations, in our homes, in our workplaces, wherever we are, to set aside some time to seek God. Amen. And in the prayer meeting, there were just so many things coming out this morning, the prayer meeting we had before the service. And a lot of it was about not seeking the plan, but the one who gives the plan. Yeah. Not seeking the plan, you know, not the stuff, but him. Or we were just praying uh, and releasing healing in, in, around, among us. We're not just looking for the thing, we're looking for him. But when he's here, of course he heals. You know, it's, it's just who he is. But let's not look for things, but for him personally. So in this time of seeking God, let it, for, for you and for all of us, let it be a time where we look for him. Let's seek him, not something, not an experience, not something I knew in the past. Oh God, you moved 20 years ago. I want that again. But I think sometimes when we're so focused on that thing, we actually miss, hi, I'm over here. Can, you just, can I just show you something? Because you're over here in your head, but actually, so I think that's a heart posture. Let's posture ourselves to seek him. Let's posture ourselves to meet him, to hear from him. So we have a week of prayer and fasting starting from tomorrow, from the 5th of September um, to the 11th. Um, yeah, today's the 4th, I just checked. From the 5th to the 11th. What does that mean? That could look like whatever you feel is right for you. But let it be a time of seeking God. We'll come more to the practicals at the end, what that means. But I just want to give, inspire you a little bit before we come to the practicalities. It's a time of making space for God. And I found that in the last few weeks as I had a bit more space because different things in my life has come to an end. So I can breathe, I have space. And I thought, you know what, I'm not just going to fill my own time. I really felt I shouldn't. I really felt I shouldn't just fill my time with stuff and contact this person, do that and do whatever, write music or whatever. No, I want to make space for God. And sometimes that was a bit of a discipline because I was used to hours and hours of just doing stuff with university and things. But when I started making space, I realized God wants to fill it. 
straight away. Sometimes I had to wait a little bit and just calm down. And maybe you find that sometimes when you're just going, you just have to stop and wait. But then God is there to fill it. Somewhere in Isaiah it says that God cre- didn't create things to be empty, but for everything to be full and inhabited and be full of life. That's who he is. So I want to encourage you to make space in your heart, in your life, that, that also looks like something practically. But when I made space, God was right there, and I thought, I think I just need to pick up my journal. Like, um, I knew where it was, don't worry. But um, <laughs> um, I found my journal. I just had a phrase in my head. I just thought, I'll write that down. And then as I wrote down the first one, then after two pages, I sort of thought I'm a bit tired of writing now. But it's, it's not because God changed or I changed. It's just suddenly I had made space for him to fill. And I think in this new season, we were using this phrase a lot this morning, God wants to speak to you. And maybe you think, I've heard this so often and it doesn't really work. or only li-. No, no, no. God wants to speak to you. And I just want to encourage you to make space that he can fill. Sometimes I was thinking about this as I was praying and preparing for today. And it maybe sounds a little bit funny, but do you know when you do a phone call to someone and it's just, you can't really hear the person, it's a bit crackly on the phone, the connection isn't good, and sometimes it drops out and... And for some of us, I think it can feel like that when we're praying sometimes. Oh, yeah, I know God's there and I'm, I'm talking to him, but I can't really hear what he's saying. And then we hung up, we ended our time of prayer and we had connected, but we didn't really. I don't really know what he wants me to do or whatever. But actually, I think God wants us to move out of that place, if that's a place for some of us, so that we don't have a crackling phone call that drops out sometimes. Um, or it's not a phone call, but we're just talking. Actually, God's like, can I say something maybe? <laughs> um, but... Um, He wants us to know we're sitting with him. That's a place of rest. We're sitting next to him. Actually, we were saying this morning, we're seated with him. That's very close. That's not far away at all. And the phrase I had this morning or yesterday as well was, we're sitting in his embrace. The Bible describes our relationship that we can have with God as a father and a child. That's very close, especially if the children are very young. They're just, um, you know, but we're sitting in his embrace. And for some of us, maybe we are already sitting in his embrace, then I want to encourage you to keep keep sitting there and keep listening and keep responding to him. But for some of us, it might feel a bit like a crackling phone call that we can't really get the connection well. But in this week, let's see that changed. In James 4 verse 8, many of you will know this verse, but it's, it's just truth. In James 4 verse 8, the Bible says, Come near to God. That's that week, basically. <laughs> come near to God. Seek him. Pray and fasting. Come near to God, and he will come near to you. It's not a, oh, okay, I'll think about it. It's a response that he has chosen to do, and he's written it down. He's promised that he would respond if we come near to him. So the invitation stands to everyone, to us here, to someone who doesn't want to know God at all, to people on the street, to people at work of your workplace. If they choose to come near to God, God has already chosen how to respond. So let's let this be a time where we come near to him. Let's not have crackling phone calls where we don't really know what's going on. Let's actually realize we're sitting in his embrace. And maybe next time you approach your time of prayer, just say, okay, thank you, God. Not far away. I'm sitting with you right now. Sometimes that's a good place to start. Okay, actually, where am I at? I'm sitting with you. I'm seated with you. I'm sitting in your embrace Loved, accepted. I'm, I'm here to listen now. Sometimes we need to talk. I'm talking a lot. So I need to talk things to God. But then there's time to receive. 
In the Passion Translation, the same verse says, move your heart closer and closer to God and he will come closer and closer to you. And it's again about the heart. It looks like something practically, but it's a matter of the heart. Am I going to choose to set time aside? And I don't think we should look at that as something religious at all. But there is a reality that when I practically make space and when my heart, my heart is positioned, he will come and fill. It's not about religion. It's about, God, I want to meet with you and I'm going to make space for you to fill. In Jeremiah 30 verse 21, God says, I will bring him near to me and he will come close to me. For who is he who will devote himself to be close to me? Who is he? When I heard that scripture for the first time a few years ago, I thought, whoa, there's a, there's a, a call there. Who, who is it? Who is it? There might be many people who call themselves Christian or whatever that means for them, but who will devote himself to be close to me? That's a relationship thing. That's not a title, I'm a Christian or I'm not a Christian. That's a, who are those who have devoted themselves in their hearts? God, I want to be close to you. I'm going to seek you. And I'm going to find you because that's what your word says. So what does fasting mean? Um, I was a bit in conversation with Pastor Clive about it. And what was really important for him, um, and also that I, I, I share that with you, is that fasting means ceasing from one thing and embracing another. And practically often what we associate with fasting first is food, that maybe we skip a meal or some people skip more than one meal and that's, uh, that's amazing if you can do that and if you feel that's right. But it's ceasing from feeding the natural, let's say a meal or, or something you like doing, like, oh, I love watching TV, then fasting for you could, could look like, um, okay, I'm just going to cease from that. I'm going to fast watching the hour television at the end of the day. Or I'm going to fast, I don't know, dinner or something but it's what you do instead. So I'm ceasing from feeding the natural, but instead I'm spending time to feed the spiritual, to feed your spirit. That might be you praying. That might be you buying a journal and starting just to, okay, God, do you want to speak to me? Well, let's find out. Um, that might look like just playing worship music and just sitting there. That might look like, I'm just, I want to go around to my neighbors and just love them and bring them things. But it's ceasing from feeding the natural and instead spending time to feed the spiritual, making room for God to fill. And there's a bit of a sacrifice to that, but it's not about torturing yourself with, I can't do this now, and I just then do something else instead. No, I leave that for time in order to do this. It's setting aside time to do one thing rather than another. Let's have this as a week of seeking the Lord. Um, and then again, he said, so often we just try and fit God in our normal day-to-day -day and our timetable and everything. But Matthew 6.33 says, seek first the kingdom. And I know it can just happen. It happens to me as well. If, if just stuff's going on, you think I need to do this. And sometimes you wake up thinking about something. You think I better text that person or I organize this or whatever. But actually in all of this, it's sometimes good to just come back. Okay, I want to seek first the kingdom. Maybe your life isn't that busy, but maybe it's occupied with family things. And some of you have caring responsibilities. And it's so easy just to be caught up in, I just have to do this and I do that. And do but... Let's have a special time where we just make space for God and say, God, actually, my heart, I want to seek first your kingdom. I don't just want to be busy with things, even if they're good things or Christian things. I want to take stock. What are you saying? What am I to let go of? What am I to embrace? Seek first his kingdom, his righteousness, and all these things 
all the other things. And he just talked about clothing and food and all these very practical things. But Jesus has all these things we were just given to you as well. And the next verse, I love that. So I thought I'd write that down. Therefore, therefore, don't worry about tomorrow. So it's not a blind, oh yeah, I just do stuff and oh yeah, I shouldn't worry about tomorrow. No, God says, no, no, seek first. Seek me first. Seek first to live in a way that's right before me. I take care of it. And that's really then his response again, we read earlier, as we come near to him, he comes near to us. The same is here. If you seek first the kingdom, he's already chosen how to respond. He says, if you seek first the kingdom and my righteousness, I'm going to take care of the rest. And so many things with God, and often we think about covenant promises, that's a Christian phrase that means God has already promised certain things. He has already promised to do, and often we just need to respond in a certain way. So like here, seek me first, I provide. And so many of you I know have stories of God just giving money when it was needed or, or food or very practical things or someone ringing up, someone caring. We were, we're thanking God for a car earlier. If you seek me first, I provide. That's what that verse um, says. Fasting brings focus. Um, as I said, so often we can be caught up with things, but sometimes we need to take stock and just focus. And sometimes, I don't know if you can relate to this, but I can. Sometimes you can be, feel a bit all over the place. There's just so many things. But when we make space for God, he comes with direction. And, he, and sometimes things fall away. Sometimes he says, actually, that was good for a time, for a season, whether that's a relationship or, connect, or, or doing certain things. But maybe taking stock can mean God say, actually, that was great, but it's time for something different. doesn't mean that that wasn't good or anything. It was just things have a beginning and things have an end sometimes. But God wants us to have direction. A few weeks ago, I think Pastor Clive spoke and he reminded us of the verse that without vision, people perish. And then there's a different translation that says something like, without vision, without direction, without clarity, without understanding, people are confused and run wild. That might be the passion of the message, but just this sense of confusion and, and maybe you don't relate to that in general in your whole life, but maybe there's an area where you think, God, I don't know what's happening in my family. I can't see what goes on here. I just don't get it and I just leave it or sometimes it's easy just to block it out. But actually making space for God might mean he just gives you a clue and a key here. He's the, the Holy Spirit is the spirit of wisdom and understanding. That's who he is. So as we make space for him, what's he going to do? Like... You know, Rory's a singer. What's he going to do when he comes? You know, whether he's here or in the back, he's just going to sing. So it's like, that's just, it's natural to him. But in the same way, it's natural to the Holy Spirit to give us understanding, to give us wisdom, to give us insight. And I feel like really, it's in one sense nothing new, but I think God wants to bring it into our lives in a new way where we're just more used to these things. It's normal for us to have understanding where in the natural you wouldn't just because we're hanging out with the right person. So fasting brings focus. And if you feel a bit all over the place sometimes or in certain situations, let's make space. God wants to bring directions and make other things fall away. Another key here, intimacy brings overflow. If we're intimate and close with God, we just, it just comes out. You, you don't have to ask. In one sense, you shouldn't need to ask someone, are you a Christian? You should be able to see it, shouldn't you? And that's not a, a striving legalistic thing. That's just, if I meet Tom, he's just going to, 
he just bubbles out, you know, it just comes out of him. Not necessarily the Christian language, but the love of God, the joy of Jesus, the peace of God. You know, you would find it familiar, but when you meet certain people here, you just sense that peace and you just want to be around them. But also, again, that's the same when you go to work, when you bubble over with joy and with peace, not because you have to and I'm a Christian, but you've been so close with Jesus, it just comes out. I don't know if you know this, but sometimes people use this analogy of, of fruit. When you squeeze a lemon, what's going to come out? <laughs> like, not orange juice. Like, it's, if you squeeze a lemon, the lemon's going to come out. If you squeeze a, an orange, that's what's going to If you squeeze me, I hope Jesus comes out, you know? <laughs> but <laughs> don't squeeze me. You can give me a hug, but not to, no. But um, if, if someone squeezes you, whether that's one of us here or at work and whether it's in a friendly way or in a challenging way, when you get challenged and someone's really coming up against you for whatever reason, what's gonna, what kind of juice is going to flow out? And I know we're, not, we're all not perfect. We're all on a journey. But if we're hanging out with Jesus, that word intimacy, if we come close to him, come near, who will devote himself? Wherever you feel like right now, you can come closer to him in this time. And that intimacy that you will have with him or find in a new way or a completely new way, it will lead to naturally to overflow. If you talk to me, there are things I'm going to naturally talk, to, talk about. I'm naturally going to talk about the wedding. I'm naturally going to talk my wedding. Sorry for those on the recording. I'm going to get married soon. I'm naturally going to come up with it because I'm just full of it in a good way. <laughs> sorry. I'm just, it's just bubbling in me. If, if, if you start talking to me about certain things with music, it's just going to come out. Um, in the same way with Jesus, if I just spend more time with him, it's just going to come out. It's not something I have to choose to do. It's just, I'm not, and if it's not Christian language, at least it's the love of God, the mercy of God. I was thinking in the worship as we were praying, uh, singing and praying, God is so merciful to us, but that mercy now wants to flow out of us. It's actually when someone meets you, they meet what, what mercy looks like and what grace looks like. So let's draw close to God and, and he will transform us and he will meet with us. There's a nice little story, and I thought about this for a few weeks now, and it's in Mark 12, and it's of a, a widow, an elderly lady, who's, who's coming to the temple, the place where in the, at that time they were gathering to worship, they were gathering to give, and part of what they were doing were they were giving financially, they were giving money, and um, there were some very wealthy people, and they just, whatever they had, they just tipped it all in, and it was like, you could hear the money, and everyone's like, Ooh, they really brought an offering, and then... You know, that's what people sometimes think. Oh, you can hear the coins. or oh, that must have been gold or something. I don't know how it was then. I wasn't there. But um, there was one lady, and people probably overlooked her a bit and said, oh, yeah, it's the lady from around the corner or something. And it says she was a widow, and she was poor. And she puts in, it says in Mark 12, two small copper coins. I don't know exactly how much that was worth, but it doesn't sound like much. She puts in that little bit just after the guy who brought loads of stuff because he just had so much wealth. But she just brought like little bits and just threw it in. And then it says, calling his disciples, his friends, those who were with him, Jesus said, truly I'll tell you, this poor widow, this lady here, has put in more into the treasury than all the others. And they probably thought, what do you mean? Like, like this guy with all the bags of whatever he had? That's very impressive. They didn't, probably didn't even see the lady because she didn't even have. And Jesus says, no, 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 she, she put more in. 
But we can see how, what, what Jesus is interested in. He wasn't interested in the amount. And if someone has great amounts, that's great. Like, go for it. You know, I'm, I'm all for God blessing and releasing things. But this story isn't about the amount. It's about the heart. And actually, it says, this poor widow has put in more into the treasury than all the others. So he didn't talk about finances. He talked about her life and her heart. Jesus said that they all gave out of their wealth, but she, out of her poverty, put in everything. All she had to live on. And the two words that came to mind for me was wholeheartedness and faith. There's a real calling on people, like there are so many stories of people being called to be businessmen. So, so don't hear me wrong, I'm not against um, bringing, bringing wealth or bringing what we have to God. And some people, are, I've heard so many stories of some people wanting to really serve God and God said, no, don't become a, a, someone in the church, become, a, become this businessman, I've given you ideas so that in that marketplace, in that area, you can, you can really, hear this in the right way, but create wealth to then be used for his kingdom purposes. And for them, the same verse applies. Seek first my kingdom. And maybe God's called you to really work with, I don't know whether it's a business and obviously not with photography. There are so many people of us here. God can really use you in that area. And then for you, what does it look like for you to seek first the kingdom, to give everything to Jesus? But then also, sometimes some people maybe relate to the poor widow who says, I don't actually have much. What I have is not impressive. My gifting isn't impressive. I don't really know what to bring. But I just want to encourage you that Jesus isn't impressed by wealth or anything. He's looking at the heart. So whether the wealth person or whether the poor person, Jesus was interested in her heart. They all gave out of their wealth. They just did it and they probably tried to impress people. I don't know. But she, out of her poverty, put in everything. That's wholeheartedness. That's not holding nothing back. Everything she had to live on, that's faith. God, I'm, I want to give you this, but I have, to, I have to trust that you're going to look after me. I don't know the circumstances of that widow, but Jesse was poor and she gave all she had. That's faith in God. And God always honors faith. God will always honor your faith. God will honor, always honor our faith. Now, religion is concerned with outward appearance. And so often we can think, oh, yeah, no, I'm fine with that. But how often are we impressed with one person looking very spiritual and maybe look down on ourselves because we don't seem to do certain things or pray out loud or we don't give much or whatever. But that's religion and God isn't interested in that and let's not be interested in that ourselves. Religion is concerned with the outward appearance. God looks at the heart. But that does look like something. You can tell if someone has a servant heart because they're just there to serve. Not because someone sees them, and we have so many of you here. Um, not because some, they don't serve to, to be seen. They know they are seen. They serve because they have a servant heart. Let's be a people that have a heart to love, a heart to give, a heart to serve, a heart to witness, whatever it is, out of overflow. Not because we have to. That's religion. Because we just love it. Jesus was actually quite straight with people like that sometimes. In Matthew 15, he says, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. They worship me in vain. Their teachings are merely human rules. And then that last bit in different translation, it says, Their worship is nothing more than empty traditions of men. Or in another one, it says, They teach man-made ideas as commands from God. They make up things and say, Oh, this is what God is doing, whatever. Jesus wasn't impressed whatsoever. <laughs> He says, they honor me with their lips. Their hearts aren't there. 
obviously the lips are important. Out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. But it's the heart first. It's part of our response in a, in a, in a moment. We're just to give God our hearts in a fresh way. What's on our heart to say? Sometimes, I don't know if you can relate to this, but this is also a bit of religion we can just fall into. Let's fall out of it again. But sometimes when we turn up somewhere, we think, okay, I've got my spiritual head on. I've, I'm going to use Christian language. That's just not impressive at all. <laughs> Sorry to shatter your world if that's you today, but this is bringing freedom to you right now. It's not about many words. Jesus actually says in Matthew 6, when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites. They, they love standing in the synagogues or they love standing to be seen at the street corners. They have received their reward. And then he says, they babble. Like, he says, and when you pray, don't, don't bubble like the pagans. They think they are heard of their many words. You're not heard because of your many words, Jesus says. Your father knows what you need even before you ask. And we know these things, but so often we can just fall into, right, I'm in church, I'm going to do this. No, no. Where's your heart? How is your, how is your heart? Are you well? And if we're not well, we don't need to look well before Jesus. We can just bring ourselves before him. Not focus on it in the wrong way, because that's not our need isn't our answer, if that makes sense. He is the answer. He is who we need. But bring it before him. And that's intimacy. You can't be intimate but withhold something. Whether that's a friend or, 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 or another person or with God. And I don't know about you, but I've had a conversation recently also with, with family or with other people that are close to me. And I could feel when I found something tricky but I held it back, we couldn't really connect. Because I was withholding something. I was holding something back. I was, there was something unspoken and maybe you have that in some relationships. I want to encourage you to, to just pray, pray with someone. Let's see that work through. But sometimes before God, we can just hold things. We can just like, yeah, I'm going to be Christian now, but actually there's stuff going on in my marriage, in my heart, in my life, at work. Whatever it is, there's just this stuff in my head. I shouldn't be thinking this. No, but to be intimate with Jesus, he wants to help you remove these barriers and these things. One thing I believe God wants to do in this new season in our lives is to break in in a new way. And sometimes I think we don't realize the things that build up because they just do, they just, you know, we pick up stuff over life and some, something someone said and then we just leave it, we park it. I think God wants to call us to intimacy in a new way, which means removing all the barriers. But as we all know, but it's true, so I'm just going to encourage you with that. He always responds with love. We know there has to be repentance. We can't just say, sorry, God, I'm doing this. Now that I told you, I'm going to keep on doing it. He wants to then help you and speak identity and speak strength and faith and give you the power to overcome whatever you need. But let's not withhold anything from God. And if nothing comes to mind, maybe your response can just be, God, I just present my heart. I just present my life. Obviously today, but this week, let's just set, even if you set aside a few moments, or maybe like that widow, you don't have chunks of I'm free all day because whatever. Maybe you have a few minutes here and a few minutes there. But if it's two small copper coins, if it's two minutes or 20 minutes, you can just give to Jesus. He looks at your heart and he will fill that time. When you fast, Jesus keeps saying, don't look somber like the hypocrites do. They want to look, oh, I'm fasting, I'm fasting. That People look at them and think, oh, you're brilliant. Jesus says, I'm not impressed. But when you fast, put oil on your head, wash your face, look for, you know, don't, 
don't look like you're fasting as in, you know what I mean. It doesn't have to be obvious to everyone else that you're fasting or serving or praying. It just doesn't matter. If they do, that's great, but it doesn't matter. It, what it matters is your father sees. And the father who's unseen, who, your father who's unseen, but who sees what is done in secret will reward you. He goes on to say, don't store up for yourself treasure on earth. Store up for yourself treasure in heaven. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. It is a matter of the heart. And just to finish now, um, I just woke up last night. I couldn't sleep much and I thought, I'm just going to pray. I'm so awake. I'm not going to fall back asleep now. And I was just thanking God for his love. And I just, this one phrase, I wrote it in my little journal. I feel like God wants all of us to know that he longs to meet with us. God longs to meet with you. Will we give him space to do that? We're not seeking a thing. We're not seeking something or whatever or something in the past. Let our hearts be, Father, I want to know you. I want to know your heart. I want to connect with you. I want to have intimacy with you. I don't want to anymore be on the phone and having a bad connection. I want to know that I'm sitting your embrace. I'm feeling your breath. I hear every movement. Every, when you're sitting on someone's lap or you have a child with you, they notice whenever you turn. And maybe as we start responding, just close your eyes and just give, give you whatever you want to say, but give your heart to the Father in a new way. Whether you know Jesus or not, if we choose to draw near to him, he has already chosen how to respond. He is coming to you. Thank you, Father. Father, I want to thank you for your heart of love for us. I thank you, Father, for your heart of love for each and every one of us. And Lord, we just want to give our hearts to you, our hearts, our lives, everything we are, everything we do. We don't want any barriers. We don't want to withhold something from you. And actually, now we're realizing maybe, oh, shit, maybe that steals my intimacy with God because there's something blocking our connection. Lord, we just bring those things before you. And I pray that throughout this coming week, we would bring things. Whenever something comes to mind, don't feel condemned. Just bring it before him. He wants to do something new. And Father, I pray that our heart is to know you to know your heart. And Father, I thank you that out of that intimacy and connecting with your heart, there is an overflow of your life. And I want to thank you for that this week, that as we set some time, whatever that looks like for people, as we set time aside to make space for you, to fill it, to know you, to pray, to just be with you, connect with you. I thank you that you will fill us afresh refresh us, revive us. And I thank you that out of the overflow then comes the love of God, comes direction, comes ideas, comes the breakthrough in your workplace, comes a new business idea, comes a new direction for your family. Actually, we can maybe pray at the table in a new way or there's always something God wants to give in our experience. And I thank you, Father, for the release of those keys of of understanding, of wisdom, of these clues. Sometimes just a little something and it changes the whole situation. 
Father, thank you that as we seek you, we find you. As we knock, the doors being open. You would never reject anyone. Your arms are always open. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Yeah, I just want to encourage you to, to keep that posture. This wasn't it. This is the beginning of this week. Practically, just two questions maybe for you. And I think that one of the best things we can do maybe now is for you to just make a, some decision in your heart. I'm going to do this. Or I'm going to choose this. But what does this look like for you? What could fasting look like? What can you leave for a week? To pick up Jesus. <laughs> to pick up faith. Is that a meal for someone? Maybe for some of you, often what worked for me well was to skip breakfast and spend more time with God. Is that a meal? Is it maybe, I don't know, I just wrote down what was in my mind. Um, if it res resonates with you, enjoy. Um, it might be, <laughs> might be you want to fast some food. It might be that you want to fast television or, or film watching films. It might be social media in some way. It might be going out in the evenings. Whatever it is that works in your situation, maybe it's really tricky. Maybe it's only five minutes you can do. Get up a bit early or something. How can you make space? It's not about religion. It's about God doing something fresh in you. Maybe you have something in mind. You can share it with someone else if you like later. But um, just take something with you out of, out of this morning and this week. Let's make space for God to fill. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this Kingdom Faith podcast. We trust it's been an encouragement to you. For more information and resources from Kingdom Faith and our other audio and video podcasts, please visit www.kingdomfaith.com.